Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you have found the ultimate podcast for your pro wrestling needs. You've tuned into the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast with your weekly dose of what's happening in the world of professional wrestling. We bring you the latest in WWE, AEW, and much more. Now, here are your hosts of the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast, Rob T and KFA Chris. Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Hello, did y'all miss us, guys? Yeah, we are here. It is another week, and it's been an awesome week. A lot. I'm doing good, brother. I missed you. Yeah, man. Same here. It's been a long week. I spent my time cuddling with that t-shirt and the pillow you gave me. (laughs) Or I hope it helped. It It did. I had to wash it a couple times, but... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're hilarious. Anyway, we are here. It is the... uh, our pro wrestling podcast. We are the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast, and we are excited to be here today. And uh, we got a great show lined up for you today. We have a special guest with us in the house, and I'm not going to take up any more time. I'm going to go ahead and introduce him. We have all the way from the great city of Uvalde, Texas. You hear that, Phoebe? <laughs> with the <laughs> that's hilarious. Sorry, <laughs> with the Atlas Wrestling Promotion (AWP). All the way from you, Valley, we got with us King Cobra Exotic. What's up, brother? What's going on? What's going on, guys? Man, I'm so glad good. you made it, brother. That, yeah. was a, that was a long drive. <laughs> yeah, it was a long drive, but uh, I was surprised with an amazing dinner. Thank you so much for that. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. I, for sure. I, if you guys hear me like snoring or having to take a deep breath every few minutes, like don't, <laughs> don't mind me. I, that was It was good food. Man. He's in a food coma right I'm now. In a food coma That's right what now. it is. That's Kind of recovering. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be burning calories by talking today. So. Yeah, there you go. There we go. That's going to run be running around the kitchen with a mic <laughs> <laughs> so yeah if you hear if you hear like panting and stuff like that that's what he's trying to stay awake it's not us this time <laughs> <laughs> it's not us <laughs> so anyway but uh so glad you could make it man I, I know uh we got a lot to talk about uh we definitely want to talk about the uh last event that you had that we got the had the pl- pleasure of being there and seeing it all uh, but we also want to talk all about king cobra exotic but before we do that um i would be miss if i did not stop for a moment and mention the big news in the wrestling world right now and that is that tony khan who we know as the owner of uh, aew has purchased ring of honor and i don't know i just think that's a that's a big move it's very reminiscent of what happened back in uh in the late 90s with wwe buying wcw probably not exactly the same of course but shane wasn't there yeah shane wasn't there uh, but it's definitely um, it, it's the talk of the wrestling world right now. Wouldn't you agree, Chris? Oh yeah, there's definitely a lot of potential going coming out of this purchase. I mean, you look at AEW as a whole as it is; it's pretty much the alumni of Ring of Honor to begin with, right? Exactly. So for him to be able to purchase and acquire that library, I mean, this can only go up from there. Yeah, and and wasn't it the first pay per view that kind of bore? Uh, AEW, it was technically considered Ring of Honor property. Pretty much, yeah. So now Tony Khan has it in his right. possession. Which and there were talks, apparently, that Triple H was trying to purchase it himself. Really? And uh, that obviously didn't go through, and, and uh, right. Tony Khan you know, picked it up under him. And Right, right. Well, I mean, that I mean, that was a great, great move for them, for sure. Um, I think it's, it's definitely opening a lot of awesome doors. There's a lot of good Ring of Honor content that's na- that will now be available. I'm even hearing rumors of uh, 
streaming like a streaming service yep um i think they, he's like in talks with hbo max exactly or exactly so from what i understand man it, pretty soon we're gonna have that content available to uh, all the fans which i think is great um let me ask you exotic i know we were talking earlier you don't really i guess follow what, what goes on i mean you follow it on social media but you don't really watch it as much because you're a busy guy you know and uh, I know you're training and, and all that other stuff, but what did you think about the news of, of AEW now owning Ring of Honor? I think it's great. I think, uh, you know, um, AEW's been doing great for itself. You know, they've been holding their own. And uh, when ROH, you know, was shutting down, you know, right. obviously a lot of people were wondering what was going to happen next. Right. I think possibly with AEW, you know, with uh, Tony Khan making the acquisition, purchasing yeah. ROH. I, I'm hoping he keeps it around. You know, yeah. Maybe he can fund it. You know, Maybe he can keep it going because it right. was a great place for a lot of people here in Texas, especially Roxy, you know, mm-hmm. becoming the first women's champion with ROH. So there's yeah. a lot of opportunity there. And there's awesome. definitely talks about them using Ring of Honor as a developmental territory for uh, AEW to now, kind of bring in some independent stars and build them up and get them you know, to the main spotlight. Now that raises some questions because I know right now I guess you could kind of say developmental is the AEW dark. Yeah. So I wonder if that's going to go away. You know, who I knows? mean, who knows, right? Um, but our only time will tell. I think it's it's definitely a, a, a good move for the wrestling, uh, not just the wrestling world, but for the wrestling fans. You know, um, it, there's going to be all this. Con- I mean, think about it. You're going to get to see matches with like Kevin Owens back when he was Kevin Steen. Yep. You know, he had a rivalry going on with Sami Zayn when he was a Hanetico. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to get to see that. I mean, that's that's awesome stuff right there in itself. So I'm excited about it. I can't wait for that content to be available because I definitely want to check it out. So uh, but yeah, we definitely had to start off with that first. Now, uh, Exotic, I do got to tell you, I know I know you're moving, trying to get that food digesting. But when you talk on the mic, make sure you stay still. <laughs> I got you, okay? No te mueves, okay? No te mueves. Because I'm hearing you go from one way to the other. <laughs> it's just like, the thing will be having a weird effect through the headphones. Yeah, I got no. you. I got you. So, but anyway. Um, I could never be a rapper. I'd be moving all over the place. Then you pick up the mic and just walks away and starts rapping. <laughs> Can't hear you. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> so anyway, oh, but, uh, but yeah, man, let's get into it. So. First and foremost, we are very happy that you came all this way to talk to us, and uh, I'm excited uh, because technically this is the first time you've been on our podcast because the other one you were on before was the one I used to have with my brother, and that one's long gone. So this is like a brand new, fresh start kind of thing. So let's start with you know the basics of it, right? So um, tell us about who King Cobra Exotic is. Give me, give me some of the genesis of your story, if you don't mind. The genesis of my story. Is there anything specific you guys well, are wanting to know? Well, let's start with. I, I remember I asked you this question the last time in the last podcast. Let's start there. What made you want to become a professional wrestler? Man, I feel like that kind of stemmed from my childhood. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I was introduced to wrestling at an early age. Uh, I don't remember too much about it. Right. What I do remember about it, though, is uh, I just remember very distinctly. I know my dad introduced it to me. Okay. I remember having a wwf themed birthday party nice by a lake out nice. in minnesota that was really cool i had one too mine was <laughs> mine was like three years ago though <laughs> <laughs> my wife threw one for me <laughs> anyway that's a whole other story but go ahead that's why your wife drew up that's awesome yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's how it's done yeah but um yeah so i remember that and i know that um i want to say that when it came to my upbringing uh, what what got me into it was the question, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, it just was a love. There was just something about it that kept bringing me back to watching it every single week. Okay. I know 
Um, one of the biggest things I'm never going to forget. I'm never going to forget this. I remember there was one night. I remember my dad got home from work. And I think he had gone to Best Buy. Uh-huh. I was very young. I can't believe I remember this. He had brought home a collector's edition of WrestleMania 20. Oh, wow. And I remember watching it. And this is the WrestleMania where Kane faced The Undertaker. Right, right. Every time The Undertaker came out, you would see me run behind the couch and hide. (laughs) (laughs) I was terrified of The Undertaker at this time. And I don't know, man. Like, it was just, I I like to think that it has to do with the characters. You know, the characters are what really brought me in. And it was the stories that really kept my young mind entertained you know right. i was being brought into them i really hated the heels right i loved the faces yeah um you know um that's really what brought me into it you know it was cool. also thanks to my dad you know cool. who was your when you were a kid who was your favorite my parents tell me it was actually eddie guerrero yeah nice. yeah they, they told me that eddie nice. guerrero was one of my favorites for sure um but what do you remember from what i remember I remember me loving Edge, believe it or not. Okay. That's okay. the crazy part. Yeah. I remember Edge, and I do remember Eddie Guerrero a little bit, but the only thing is the first ever show I attended was actually his memorial show. Oh, wow. So it was the day, the night that they found him, I guess, passed, he, out, he like, passed away. Yeah, 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 passed away in his uh, hotel room. Um, so you're talking about that very next Raw, because that happened on the Sunday. Yeah. 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 The, the very next Raw. Yeah. Um, they did the, obviously the whole memorial show, mm-hmm, right. and I remember being there, but I was too young to really understand what had happened. Right. right. But obviously, as I grew up, I was like, "Oh, right, right." Yeah, he passed away. So, I didn't never got to see him wrestle live, but my family told me that apparently he was one of my favorites, and you know, I mean, I believe it because even yeah. now, when I look back on it nowadays, I look at his matches, like the matches he was having with Rey Mysterio, mm, yeah, and classics, classics, yeah. Ever since you know the Halloween Havoc, yeah, uh, WCW. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when Rey Mysterio was in that Phantom getup, that yeah. one piece that he was wearing. Yeah, yeah that, that match awesome is, match. it's used a lot in the wrestling world, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. When we talk about a great match, we always Go use that, that as an example. Because yeah. awesome. it was just a really great match. All it was, around. it was. Bell to bell, they they brought it, man. It was, man, I, I, I do remember correctly, that year it was considered match of the year. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. from PWI. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Wow, that's awesome. So... Yeah, just like most of us, we got into it when we were kids, you know. Um, of course, you were a kid a lot later in life than I was. <laughs> um, but uh, it, I think it's the same thing. I know uh, Chris and I have talked about it several times, what brought us into wrestling. It's the same story. It's You were a kid. These larger-than-life characters brought you into the story, made you want to root for them and cheer for them, and made you hate the bad guy, you know. So I get it, man. But what was it that made you say, I want to do this? So, I feel like a, like a lot of other wrestling fans when we're younger, when we see it, we're like, I want to do this. So then you start wrestling with your cousins, you start wrestling yeah. with your brothers, your sisters. Yeah. I, I had that same upbringing. Right. The only difference is, is, believe it or not, it didn't really hit me that I really thought that this was possible uh-huh. until I graduated high school. Okay. okay. Because uh, during my junior high and middle school years, you know, obviously I still liked wrestling, right. but it was kind of shunned. Like people didn't, you know, oh, they, yeah, they, they yeah, weren't yeah. about it. You know, yeah. like anytime someone heard you like wrestling, they're like, you know, it's fake. Right. And then you I just have to that. be there. Like, <sighs> yeah, just exactly. let me enjoy what I enjoy. You're, yeah. you're yeah. watching anime. Like, don't even start. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. I <laughs> right. like anime too, but yeah. you know, that's just like an argument. Like right. you, you can easily say the same thing about movies. Right. right. It's fake. Right. Why do you like it? But that's not the point. Um, so what made me really get into it what really made me you know chase this dream Mm. was there was an event 
It was Hell in a Cell when they came to San Antonio. I yeah. think, what year was that? Was that 20? I want to say it was 2018, Okay. Around okay. there. Um, Hell in a Cell, San Antonio. I remember when the tickets went on sale, I had gotten a, uh, an email from Ticketmaster, which is surprising because it had been years since I had gone to a WWE show at this right, point. Right. Um, I was just working out in the oil fields, and I remember reading this email, and obviously I was making good money at the time, so I was like, I'm not going to lie. I was just like, eh, I'll, I'll get a ticket. I'll go. Why yeah, not? Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. So I get back into watching it because it was a long period in time in between when I graduated and, you know, to that point where I stopped watching. I just wasn't watching because I didn't have the channels or anything. Right. right. You know, um, and because I didn't have the channels or anything, it was obviously easy to kind of drift away from it. I still followed them on social media and mm-hmm. everything, but I wasn't really watching it as much. Right. But once I bought the tickets, I started watching it again. I started, I got Hulu and I started watching everything to catch up with what I was going to see right. when I went to Hell in a Cell. And there was just something about being at the event that really got me thinking. Mm-hmm. So I'm there. And I think if I remember correctly, I'm trying to remember what match it was that just really made me say, this is what I want to do. It was actually when Brock Lesnar returned. Oh, wow. I think it was when he okay. returned in the main event. He, who was it? It was Roman Reigns. Who was he facing? It's when he ripped off the cell door. I yes, think. it was yeah. when he ripped off the cell door. Yes, when Brock Lesnar ripped off the cell door. Whenever that happened and when the crowd erupted, right. I remember looking around and thinking to myself, this is what I need to do. Uh-huh. And the reason why I said it at that time is because I thought about my life. at, I thought about every aspect of my life. Mm. I thought of everything I loved. I thought about what my passion was at the time because it was a period in time where me, I'm not going to lie, I have a lot of dreams. There's right. a lot of things I want to do. Wrestling is awesome. one of those things. I want to make a living on wrestling. I want to be able to say, I've been to the big stage. I've been to WWE. I've been to AEW. Like, I've, I've had contracts that are like, obviously, those are my goals, right. right? But I'm a guy with a lot of different goals. Like, I want to, uh, at one point, I wanted to, you know, be a full-time streamer. Mm, okay. And I was thinking about it at the time. I was like... I love entertaining people. I've always made YouTube videos, stuff like that. So whenever I was there and I was at the show, as soon as I heard the crowd erupt, right? As soon as I, you know, just was just watching the wrestling, obviously getting back into something I loved, right? Have always loved. I was like, this has fitness, this has entertainment, and wrestling. Three things I love. Right. Right. Yeah. It's a no-brainer not to go for it, you yeah, know? Like, yeah. at, at this point in my life, I had gotten into the gym a lot. Um, I remember leaving high school, I was going to the gym, like, three times a day. So, mm. I, like, to me, it was it was just a no-brainer, you yeah. know? Yeah. Just being at the show, seeing all of that stuff happen. You were right kind of already me. training, yeah. basically. I was kind of already training, but the difference was I didn't really know where it was going to lead me to. Gotcha. You gotcha. know, I was just doing it kind of just, like... Just because I was self-conscious and I wanted to lose weight, you know, mm-hmm. because I was bullied a lot. Right. right. Um, but, you know, once I lost the weight and everything, you know, it just kind of stay, stayed in my pattern. You right. Know, my day to day. And, um, you know, just being at the event, seeing the crowd, you know, hearing them get excited for the entrances. Right. Hearing the oohs, ahs with all the moves. And, right. you know, it just it, it's different. Like you can watch it on TV and it's one thing. But when you're there. Right. right. It's a whole different story. It's a whole yeah. other. It's a whole different ball game, you know. That's and awesome. I feel like just being in that environment at a WWE show, any wrestling show, it could have been at any wrestling show. Yeah. But being there and just thinking about my whole life, I literally thought about my whole life in that one moment. I was right. like, has entertainment, fitness, because you have to stay in shape, you know, to right. put on these matches. Right. And wrestling. 
I have to do this. Yeah. And it was right after that show. I did my research and right. I ended up at Black and Brave. Black and Brave. Now that that's that's not a school in Texas. No. And uh, for the fans that don't know, for those listeners that don't know, who runs that school? Seth Rollins, Merrick Brave, and Matt Mayday. You mean Seth freaking Rollins? Yes, sir. Seth freaking Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that's the best impersonation of the laugh. Yep. Gotta love Seth I'll be sure to send that to him. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I, that, that clip of the, <laughs> I would love that. Just let him know that you know, if he wants to come on the show, too. Yeah, let him know We'll make time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll make time for him. Shoot. <laughs> I could be in another town. I'll be like, I'm coming right now. Yep. <laughs> let, me, let me book my flight real quick. Yeah, right. Yep. Exactly. Um, all right, so... Uh, like, are we talking like the next day? I mean, how how fast did you jump into this? Um, I literally started looking up schools that night. Wow. wow. See, at the time, I it, this is embarrassing to say, but I didn't know how to drive in San Antonio whenever I went to this event. It was oh, wow. after high school, but I had PTSD because of a car accident I was in. Ah, so okay. it took me a while to get back into driving. Right. I was driving at this point, but I wasn't driving in San Antonio. I got you. Um, so... My family was driving, you know, they were driving me back and um, I was just looking up schools. But the weird thing is, it, it's, it's just so weird. I don't understand how this happened, but right. there's a lot. Obviously, now you know that there's a lot of schools in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. There's right. a lot of schools in Houston. Right. There's a lot schools that are a lot closer. Right. But I didn't find those. I found Black and Brave. Right. But I feel like what kind of drew me to Black and Brave was just the name itself. I mean, think about it. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a, it's a pretty cool wh- name. What better way to learn the what you want to be in to learn pro wrestling than to learn from one of the best if not the best right in the yeah. industry today Seth right. Rollins because right. he's there right now and at this time whenever I started he had just won the WWE championship from Brock Lesnar mm. he over there at Wrestlemania when he came in with uh, him and Roman uh, Wrestlemania 35 right yeah Wrestlemania yeah, yeah. 35 okay. he had just beaten Brock Lesnar and I was at that show actually oh that's right that nice. was the first yeah. match on the bill yeah the yeah. first match on the card I remember yeah. I remember I remember, wow. You, so. you know, I'm just saying that um, in about four weeks, Seth Rollins is going to be in Texas. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> just saying. And, and somebody's going to be over there. You know, <laughs> just just saying. Yeah. On a side note, I know you were, we talked early, earlier uh, the other day, you're going to go to Mania. Yeah. Right. You planning on seeing Seth? Uh, probably not. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, he's my coach. But he's busy. So. Yeah, he's yeah, busy. You, you respect know? that he's got a job to do, too. Of course. So. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where I definitely want to go visit the academy, which I might actually do hopefully here soon because actually right. I just remembered I do have airline credit I need to take advantage of before the 31st. Oh, there you go. So, <laughs> you go. if you guys see that I'm uh, in Iowa within the next few weeks, don't be That's surprised. That's why. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to go visit coach and visit everyone. But uh, uh, as of now, there's really nothing in the plans for that. But, I mean, I do keep up with him. Cool, cool, cool. That's awesome. So, all right. So, let's get into your your actual training, right? So, you're you're now at uh, Black and Brave. You're training. What's it like? I mean, did did when you went into training the first few days, was it intimidating? Was it like I don't know if I can do this? How, how did it, how did you take to it, man? Oh, this is embarrassing to talk about. <laughs> but let's get hey, into it. Hey, you wanted the hard no, questions, I, I want right? The, now. I want the hard questions. I want everything. But so. Training. I'm not gonna lie. I went in there with a chip on my shoulder. Oh yeah. I went in with a chip on my shoulder. I'm not gonna lie. I remember, like the first the first day I got there, it was day. They, they call this day zero, right? Right. 
Um, day zero is basically where it's just your fitness exam. Just to okay. see where you're at fitness wise. They want to know like, are you in shape? Mm-hmm. Where are you at? Basically. Um, keep in mind, I'd been going to the gym, you know, I'd been feeling good. I was like, oh man, I got right. a good amount of muscle. You know, right. I'm, I'm feeling confident. I'm ready for this. Right. I remember, you know, taking a selfie in his coffee shop because his coffee shop's right next door. Right. Uh, I think it's called 392. Okay. okay. I think that's what it's called. Um, but I remember taking a picture and then going in there. So again, I went in with the chip on my shoulder. Right. By the time I left there, oh my God, I didn't know if I was going to make it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you guys. I didn't know because that was the toughest thing I have ever done. Wrestling wow. training is right. no joke. Right. right. Now keep in mind, Seth Rollins is considered the CrossFit Jesus. Yes, he is. Yeah. He put us through one a hell of a workout and doing my workouts, I was doing like a lot of powerlifting workouts, which mm. are just, you know. Uh, workouts to just get you stronger workouts right. to you know build muscle like that's what I was used to right I was not conditioned for this wow. I remember going and I ran I want to say like four miles maybe that day it was a <laughs> lot that he, he has doing a lot of running and a lot of cardio and I wasn't used to that right right I remember leaving day one just thinking to myself man like this is not this is gonna be hard yeah you know and to just to put into perspective day zero is so bad it's on thursday but then they give you friday saturday sunday and i think even monday to recover wow Wow. you don't go back till tuesday and i was sore the whole weekend right it was it was not easy so at that point did you say i can't do this or just like oh i'm gonna continue going i just know it's gonna be something that i'm gonna have to push myself i never there was not one time where i said i can't do this you know but that's cool but i feel like a lot of that just kind of came down to me being stubborn like i'm not gonna lie to you guys like i like to think well i know i i could be stubborn like when it comes to something i want right i'm gonna keep going at it until i make it happen right you know i feel like i've always had that mindset you know just getting to black and brave that on its own was not easy you know i'm not gonna lie and my parents might get upset with me being honest with right here but right when I when I first brought up the idea of me going to Black and Brave, they were not on board with it. Right. You know, my dad thought it was a waste of money. My, you know, my mom was kind of eh about it. You know, she didn't think it was the best decision. But, you know, it was, my parents, they, they kind of gave me hell about it. Right, right. You know, right. which I can understand, I guess, like a little bit from a, from a parent's standpoint. Right. You know, obviously, they want the best for their kid. They want to make sure that they're going to be financially stable. Right. All these different things, which I understand. But, you know, it's at moments like this where I'm a firm believer that you can really make a difference in someone's life. You could be the reason someone is able to do something amazing. Right. Right. Why put them down? Right. Now, this was my mindset at the time. So even though they were saying all of these different things, like kind of questioning that, well, why are you going to go into it? You know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, not a lot of people make it, you know, like it's odds are not good. Rather than giving up, I kept push. I kept pushing through. I was so determined to make it happen, and I knew they weren't going to help me. They weren't going to help me pay for it or anything, which is fine. I got a second job. I was working. I was working full time basically at the bank at IBC Bank, uh, and right after work, I would go straight to Applebee's and work there until around one or two a.m. Mm-hmm. Go home, eat real quick, and go to bed. Wow. And so let me stop you real quick because I w- I want to make sure that everybody's understanding. You're in Iowa at this point. Right? 
Is that where it's at? So I actually reverted back a little bit to before I even went to training. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I, okay. I reverted back a little bit to where, like, before I even went to training. Okay. So at this point, you're in Uvalde. At this point, this. I'm in Uvalde. Okay. And Stay close to the mic. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry about that. No, you're good. So at this point, I'm in Uvalde and, you know, I'm busting my ass to, right. you know, be able to go to Black and Brave because right. the, the tuition is expensive. But I mean, but I understand it. why. Yeah. It's worth it. Um, I had to work two jobs. You know, I was working from. 7 a.m. some some days from 7 a.m. till 1 or 2 a.m. Wow. And it's, it's it's exhausting also trying to fit in workouts. But, I mean, if you want it, you, you're going to go for it. You yeah. Right. Go for it. You know, yeah. you got to suck it up. Yeah. And it was <laughs> right. in perfect time of your life being so young and everything. You got yeah. nothing holding you back. Uh, just yourself, basically. Yeah. So, well, I love I love your I guess your strategy with it, because, yeah, I, I get it. Parents are giving you hell about it and everything. And, you know, they're coming from the point of view of parents. Right. Um, but when you make it happen on your own without their assistance, they can't really say Jack. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, yeah. And that's the thing. You know, it's like um, it's like it's like you said, from a from a parent standpoint, it makes sense. Um, it's just one of those things where I, I think that this is good for a lot of people to hear. You know, there's going to be a lot of people. And no matter what it is you want to do, there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna doubt it. There's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna question it. You know, it was not even just my parents. You know, I had a lot of people saying, "Well, why don't you do MMA? Something that's real. You know, something that's different." Yeah. You know, like I heard everything in the book. You know, I had yeah. people questioning it for different reasons. But at the end of the day, I mean, you only got one life, man. I mean, yeah. you got to do whatever's gonna make you happy at the end of the day. You know, and I feel like it was hard. You know, I was definitely exhausted and it was <laughs> it was a grind. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's worth it because now my family is my biggest supporter. Right. Right. At the end of the day, they, they really are. They are my biggest supporter. They're there sometimes helping set up the rings and stuff like that. As soon as my dad and my mom saw my first ever wrestling match and saw the crowd, like my first ever wrestling match, yeah. the crowd was chanting Cobra, the whole crowd. Keep in mind, this is in Leveland, Texas. Right. The whole crowd was chanting Cobra. As soon as they saw that and they saw what I had done, yeah, instantly regretted everything that they had said. <laughs> I guarantee it. That's awesome. I mean, always so proud of you now. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you need, we got you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right. So let's. So now let's fast forward a little bit. Now you're in in Iowa, right? That's yes. where it was at. So. What are you doing? I mean, you got to find a place to live, right? You got to you're probably going to have to work to be able to pay for that place to live. I mean, what's going on? What how did you how did you handle all that? So, luckily with the with a living situation, uh we had done our research ahead of time. They have bunks. Seth oh, cool. Rollins owns I think two different houses there for the students, but all of the bunks were already taken. So, there was a few others that didn't have a bunk. So, we had an email he had given us, like, I think it was, uh, I forgot who was controlling the emails. I think it was his mom. Okay. Uh, Holly. She was controlling the email, the emails and everything. So I reached out to her and I got in contact with a few others that did not have a bunk either. Okay. So I got in contact with all of them and a few of us, we all basically sprint, split rent on an apartment that was about 15 minutes away from the academy. Cool. So we had to arrange this, like, obviously a few months in advance. Right, but right. They recommended us to, I believe it was called the Pine Ridge. I, th I can't believe I remember the name. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they rec they, re they recommended us to the Pine Ridge. And they had special lease leasing, I guess, specifically for Black and Braves program because it's a three-month program. Oh, you know? okay. So I was going to be over there for three months. But, uh, you know, as soon as I raised the money for everything, luckily, I think after my, also after my parents, you know, saw that 
you know, I busted my butt to raise that money within the month. Right. Because I only had a month to get all the money together. Um, they they supported me while I was over there. You know, awesome. They, they they I told them I could get a job if they wanted me to, but now they were like, no, just focus on cool. Wrestling. So you didn't have to worry about getting a job while I you didn't were have there. to worry about getting a job. Well, that was one less headache. Yeah, off definitely. And I'm sure it would have been hard for you to work with the workouts. It sounds like they put you through. Oh, man. Yeah, that day zero is. Just terrifying. <laughs> I, I don't wish that upon my worst I went enemy. to sleep right. Thursday night and woke up uh, Monday morning. <laughs> I have to ask, man, what what does taking your first bump feel like? Uh, I remember having a headache. Yeah? You, you know, uh, definitely it's a shock to the body because you're not used to that. Right. You know, you're, it's one thing to play like tackle football or something like that, but still something like that is... You know, you can kind of expect it, but right. your body, I guess, doesn't expect you to just like randomly just throw yourself on the ground. Right, right, right. You yeah. Know? So it definitely, after day after day zero, you know, after day one, because actually day zero was just workouts. But after taking your first bump, which is like the first day, learning how to bump and everything, um, you know, it's definitely a shock to the body. You know, mm-hmm. well, some people get headaches, some people get bruises because they some, sometimes they bump wrong. Right. But uh, it's it's a shock, man. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. But it just, it's easy now. Yeah, and it's the same thing, right, with hitting the ropes, right? Because the ropes are actually yeah, like big yeah. cables. Yeah, so it also depends on the rings that you're in, too. Because sometimes, like, AWP, we use real ropes. Oh, okay. We're, we're, we're lucky enough to have purchased real ropes as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, with the cables, those things hurt. Mm. Um, I remember after, after the first day of running the ropes, too, there was a lot of people, especially one of my roommates. His name was uh-huh. Mitchell. He left with a huge bruise like you could see like the cable bruise like wow. on his back wow and i think he even had a huge bruise i might have a video of it on my phone uh-huh. but there was like a bruise on his elbow yeah it was like at least a few inches like in height it was wow, wow. like it was a bad bruise like, wow. wow it's it's no joke yeah for sure for sure man that that just sounds so basically the training that you went through of course they show you how to work in the ring and everything else but it sounds like it's a lot of getting the body used to what it's going to go through once you actually start having matches and whatnot, right? Yeah, so like the first, it's like that, I would say the first few practices, like I like, I want to say like maybe two or three practices, uh-huh. it's definitely, you know, trying to get your body used to everything it's going to go through. Right. But because it's a three-month program and they have a lot to teach you in three months, right? Uh, you know, you, you got to learn quick. Yeah, for sure. You know, you sure. got to be coachable. And I think that that's what a lot of the trainers say, even the WWE trainers. You know, you got to be coachable or right. you're not going to cut it here. So let me ask. I know we've, uh, you know, we're old school wrestling fans. So, we, you know, talking about the Randy Savage, the Hulk Hogan uh, wrestlers. Uh, we see documentaries back in the day of them saying that when they go to these schools, the coaches try to break them, you know, try to push them to the point where they quit. Is that kind of what you went through, or is it more of like they're 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 not going to baby you, but they're going to really motivate you to do what you need to do to learn this craft? I want to say it was a little bit in the middle, okay, because there was a lot of people that did not make it, okay. a lot of people for different reasons. Um, day zero, Seth was really on you. Yeah, he was in your face a lot. Right. Yeah. You know, I have never <laughs> he he cussed a lot of people out you know yeah. but at the end of the day i mean he's doing what a coach does like yeah if, he, if someone's cussing at you like calling you uh how, what are we rated <laughs> oh no we, we say whatever we want yeah. like, we're rated gangster <laughs> rated gangster you know like if he's there swearing in your face yeah if someone's swearing in your face and you're struggling to do something that's going to motivate he's going to push you right of course. right so 
it didn't really offend me that much but you know they're they're definitely try wrestling is one of those businesses and i appreciate them for this wrestling is one of those businesses you have to have thick skin right if you do not have thick skin you're not going to survive right because you're surrounded by you know for lack of better terminology you're surrounded by a bar uh you're surrounded by a bunch of smart marks you know smart marks people that are going to criticize the way you look the way you wrestle some people aren't gonna you know really vibe with you and we're in a day and age where social media also makes it so easy to hide behind a keyboard yes. and talk crap about people yes. and say really messed up things without right. getting decked yeah. in the face. Right. So you have to have a thick skin. Right. Right. So with them, they were kind of in the middle. You know, obviously, if you're there and you're showing that you're trying, they're gonna they're gonna coach you. They were great. You know, I right. love my coaches to death. Right. They're awesome, and I'm happy I went to the Black and Brave. Um, but you know, they definitely were trying to weed out the weak ones. You know, throughout the process, they were yeah. trying to weed out those that were just weren't yeah. going to make it. Did any drop off after day zero? To my recollection, I think, I think we all made it past day zero. I oh, think. wow! Okay. I think it's <laughs> day one it's was a different blur. story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, day one definitely was a different story. You know, uh, some of the drills we went through just were a pain. I remember I having a video, my hand, like the callus on my hand after. I think this was like week one or week two after one of the practices mm-hmm. my you could literally see like the actual meat oh my oh, god wow. you could actually see like the muscle like it was peeling that bad oh my like, god it was bad it was not fun yeah. but i'm here now yeah exactly. <laughs> i'm here now exactly wow that's 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 amazing so uh in the whole training aspect and 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 you don't have to at any time if i'm asking a question and you can't answer for whatever reason which i totally respect just let us know but i'm curious as to the whole process of it is it i'm assuming it's not just a physical because you got to know some psychology especially when it comes to professional wrestling because psychology is a big part of it Mm -hmm. did they teach you that kind of stuff too of course you know i feel like any wrestling school you go to needs to teach you psychology you know because at the end of the day when you watch a pro wrestling match it's Mm -hmm. not just random moves being thrown together yeah yeah like don't get me wrong some of the moves are cool yeah but there needs to be a story behind it every little thing that happens it's happening for a reason right Right. you know there's a story that's being told and if you watch for lack of better examples if you're watching like a backyard promotion yeah nine times out of ten they're just trying to do cool stuff on a trampoline right right you know or on a mattress or a backyard ring that they made or whatever right but there's really not a lot of story there and you can tell um but yeah, of course they're going to teach you psychology. That's, awesome. That's a given. awesome. So is that where like you kind of get a feel for who you are, or as, as a character, or is that something that you have to do on your own later? Um, they'll definitely give you. Your coaches will definitely give you their opinions. Right. Um, but it's one of those things where that's kind of something you need to figure out on your own because even I remember even at that time, you know, whenever I had the idea of the King Cobra Exotic, you know. People laughed at it. Right. Not going to lie. People laughed at it. Right. But I had a feeling in my gut that this could work because, I don't know, I was just very confident. It's like I said, like, I'm very stubborn. Like, if I feel like something can work and if I know I can make something happen, right. I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. Right. I'm going to find a way to make it work. Like, right. when, when people heard of, of the idea I had... I'm not gonna lie they thought it was like something like an exotic dancer or something like that like, i'm not gonna lie that's funny but at the same time i'm like i'm like no imagine like, that happened we were at the show last time <laughs> yeah like at first like people had that idea you know like people would laugh about it yeah. but now when you go to shows no matter what show you're at yeah the whole the whole arena the whole 
audiences chanting Cobra all the time. So right. I right. knew I could make it work. Right. You know, but I, that also goes back to kind of what I was saying earlier. Like, if you guys want to do something, right. you can really do it. If sure. you believe in what you're doing, mm-hmm. I guarantee you can make anything happen. Man, that's awesome. Everyone laughed at the idea of the King Cobra Exotic, and now look at me. Yeah. Now, of the obviously, you were there for three months, and you made a lot of friends that you, that you worked with and trained with. Um, do you one? Do you keep in contact with those guys and girls, or and have you wrestled with them, or gone to different shows with them, or? Man, I mean, we would all go to shows because when we're when you're with Black and Brave, you go to the SCW shows to help out. Uh, SCW is basically the promotion that they have uh, there in Iowa, mm-hmm. uh, run by Merrick Brave, Matt Mayday. Um, so we would all be at shows together, uh, but I ha- I really don't keep in contact with a lot of them. I have a lot of them on social media, so you know I see what they're doing. Right. But believe it or not, uh, we started with I want to say we started with around I want to say we started with about twenty, okay. but we only graduated I think ten. Wow. wow. So, so a lot dropped yeah. off. Yeah. And uh, to be honest with you, I think to, from what I've seen, I've seen like only two, uh, maybe one or two others that are currently still wrestling. Wow. Wow. So wow. it's me and Campbell. Uh, Campbell Myers. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of him. Yeah, He's a great talent, too. He's just always been athletic. Even there, he was one of our best. Um you know, I, I would love to work him one day. I know he's done a few shows down here in Texas. Uh, I definitely want to bring him down to AWP. I think it'd be great to be able to work with him, you know, show what right. Black and Brave can do. Right. Um, but I think, I don't remember if Campbell had any wrestling experience before then, mm-hmm. but I know he did have an athletic background. A lot okay. of the guys, there was him and Tyler. Him and Tyler in our class also had, he had another athletic background too. Um, a lot of them were just really good, you know, um, but... A lot of them didn't stick with it. Wow. It's, yeah. it's just crazy to see. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, with the way you described, you know, just the workouts in itself and everything, like you said, it's going to separate those that are really wanting to do it and those that just aren't. Yeah. And then, of course, the wrestling business. And, and I'm just I'm, I'm speaking on from things I've heard and seen in documentaries and stuff. It's it's hard work. You know, sometimes you don't make a lot of money and you have to be maintaining a nine to five and then still try to pursue your dream you know so uh life happens and you know that also causes people to kind of fall off you know unfortunately but um but it's awesome that you stuck with it and you're still with it now so um what i want to ask you now is now that you okay so you go to your training you you do the three months you graduate and now it's time to get this career off to a start so we're going to take a short break when we come back that's what I want to talk about next. What was the first match? You know, uh, what? And then after that, how, how do we get to where you're at now in AWP? Right. Uh, so definitely want to hear that story next. Uh, but first, we're going to take a quick break and we will be back with more with King Cobra Exotic. So keep it right here. We'll be right back. Fellas, I know how it is. Your hair and beard are looking rough and you need to get it taken care of right away. The problem is, where do you go? Well, say no more because I have the perfect place just for you. At Hanley's Good Time and Barbershop, you'll get that fresh cut and trim by well-trained professionals who know just how to get what you want, a man's cut and a man's trim. Dallas Jawan and Derek will hook you up with your tailored-to-you cut along with a straight razor shave and a relaxing hot towel treatment. 
These fellas will give you that old school treatment where you sit back and relax and unwind while you get back to looking like a gentleman should. When you walk in the door, talk to old Dal and let him know that Rob T. and Kayfabe Chris sent you and he'll offer you a complimentary cold one or a shot of whiskey. Stop by 322 West Hopkins Street in San Marcos, Texas or go online and make your appointment today at HanleysBarbershop.com. Hanley's Good Time and Barbershop, where good times and good vibes make for a great look. And we are back. Man, we've had a great time here talking to King Cobra Exotic. In a little bit of a background of his training and everything going on, so um, yeah, not, I'll be honest. So after hearing that first little part, I'm kind of I kind of want to see him kind of come out doing that Selma Hayek dance from Dust Till Dawn since he said the whole exotic thing. I know. <laughs> no, no, no. If anything, he needs to do it in a match in the turnbuckle. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Like on the top rope or something, just like hey. <laughs> All the ladies in the crowd, Cochino! <laughs> no, I'm just, oh, just messing with you, man. Just messing with you. All right, so so we were talking about how you got started in the business. You have gone to the, the school, trained by the great Seth freaking Rollins. Ah, okay, and uh, I got to do the laugh every time I say his name. Mr. Right? Li- it's Mr. Lynch, sir. Yeah, I start doing, start <laughs> sorry, doing the walk. Sorry, Seth, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Doing, start doing the walk. <laughs> joking. <laughs> like it. Anyway. Um, so now you've graduated, right? It's time to start this this journey. I mean, technically you started, but now you actually got to go out there and practice what you know you've learned. Mm-hmm. What's the first match like? What's the first step? What's going on in your head at this point? I was lost. Okay, I was lost. I'm not gonna lie to you. And the reason why I was lost is because think about it. I was trained in what is it? The Midwest. Yes. I was trained in the Midwest. So. I'm going to a completely different area. Right. I don't know anybody. Right. You know, I, I don't have SCW as a place to debut. I know some of them debuted with SCW. Right. But as soon as I graduated, I came back home right away. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not staying any longer. I got to go. Yeah. I'm going back home. I miss my bed. I miss everything. Because I was <laughs> sleeping on a air mattress that had a hole in it, I guess. Because every morning, <laughs> I would go to bed with it full. And I'd wake up on the floor with my legs up. It was for, for three months. For three months. But you do what you got to do. Yeah. You do what you got to do. But no, yeah. So I was lost. I didn't know where to start. I didn't have any connections out in Texas. Okay. So honestly, I owe, I, I, I owe a huge shout out. Sabrina, I'm going to send this to you to my cousin Sabrina. Okay. Because I I remember I was, one day I was, I think, helping my grand my grandfather and my dad, you know, move some stuff. Right. Into a storage. I think it was either in Carrizo. I think it was in Carrizo. And I remember posting that I was in Carrizo. And I think my, my cousin Sabrina had reached out to me and told me that there was a wrestling show that was going to be in Crystal City. Okay. And I was in Carrizo. So I was like, huh. Okay, so I did research on it. She she sent me the flyer for it and everything, and I ended up emailing. Uh, I ended up emailing. It was Texas Wrestling Entertainment, which is run by Rudy Boy. Okay. And uh, I ended up emailing, you know, just you know, inquiring, letting them know, like, hey, I was trained by Seth Rollins. Uh, wondering, you know, if you know if there's anything I could do to possibly, you know, get some work. If you now that in help. itself, I don't mean to cut you off, but that in itself, saying that had to open some doors, man, because when you say. I'm tra- I was trained by Seth Rollins. 
I mean, come on, right? You know, and that's the, that's the thing. A lot of people would assume so, right? You know, because obviously, you know, being trained by Seth Rollins, it's it's Seth Rollins. When you hear right. Seth Rollins, you're like, oh, the WWE guy, you know, like yeah, the, yeah. The, the guy that's been at the top. Yeah, I mean, you would think so, but I don't know. Mm. I don't really know. Like, definitely, it helped me get you know my foot in the door with Rudy Boy. Yeah, but you know. A lot of it really does come down to your actual in-ring work. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I, that's okay. what I'm starting to really see. You yeah. know? Um, just because you're trained by Seth Rollins, I feel like doesn't really mean much because you still have to be able to produce in the ring. Of course. You know, that's not going to grant you all the opportunities in the world. Right. Um, it'll definitely help you. You know, it'll definitely get you a little bit of credibility. Right, right. You know, but at the end of the day, too, you've got to be able to produce in that ring. Of course. So oh, yeah. I remember reaching out to Rudy Boy for that show that he was doing in Crystal City. And he had told me, you know, yeah, go ahead and come on out um, and uh, we'll give you a tryout match. So I ended up having a tryout match. And funny enough, it was actually against Alex Arsenal. It was before oh, the wow. show. Oh, okay. It was before the show had even started. You know, I, uh, he, he had us do a 10-minute match. So we did a match really quick. Uh, nothing too crazy. Um, he gave me a little bit of critiques um, and uh, asked me if I had any gear. I told him that I didn't because at the time I didn't have gear yet. Uh, right. I had barely... I think put in an order for gear, mm -hmm. but my gear wasn't there yet. I did bring some stuff just in case. Mm -hmm. I actually, I had jeans similar to what I'm wearing right now, like with rips. Right. And they're like, they, they stretch quite yeah. a bit. So I had that just in case, uh, some knee pads. And uh, also I think I even had a wrestling shoe still. Okay. Some Adidas wrestling shoes. So I had that um, just in case he put me on the card. Right. But I ended up just helping out for the show. Um, I didn't have any wrestling gear or anything. Um, and were you going by uh, King Cobra Exotic at that time, or um, not really yet? You okay. know, I feel like right there I was still just trying, like it was kind of like just trying out, right? You know? So yeah. I, at that time, you know, I was just going by my full name. You know, no one really knew me because I didn't right. have my first match yet or anything, right? Um, but after that night, if I remember correctly, I still had his contact information and everything like that. As soon as I got my year in, which was, I want to say that that show happened in. It was either August. Okay. I'm, I'm like 99% sure it was August, early August. And by October, yeah, by October, I had my gear. Oh, cool. So fast forward a few months, I get my gear uh, in October. And as soon as I got all my gear, I reached out to Rudy Boy. I was like, hey, I got my gear and was wondering if you needed any you know, talent for shows or if you needed help with any shows. And he told me to bring my gear to Leveland. So... Fast forward, my first ever show was in Leveland. I want to say it was October 29th. Okay. Um, my first ever show, uh, I drive all the way to Leveland. It was me, my parents, uh, and my best friends, Vinny and DJ. Okay. Uh, they decided to come along too. They were like, they were all excited for me. They're like, oh, we get to see you wrestle. Like, like, <laughs> this has just been something we had talked about for years. But uh, funny enough with those guys, actually, a side note, they actually were the ones that kind of helped me along with my friend Dro. Uh, they kind of helped me get ready for wrestling school in a, in a sense before I even went to wrestling school. Right. Uh, they had these mats outside uh, at the football stadium, mm -hmm. and I think they used them for track and field. Mm -hmm. okay. I taught myself how to teach, like I taught myself how to bump on those because I had done like research on YouTube and stuff like that. Right. I don't recommend learning this way <laughs> to wrestle, <laughs> but uh, I was able to dig do a little bit of research and figure that out. Um. And we would put on matches there at the at the high school football field when oh, cool. no one was there. <laughs> oh, wow. But 
But regardless, uh, continuing with my story. So yeah, so these guys they were excited for me. Uh, you know, being it being helping me out. You know, us wrestling at the high school field and everything right. like that. So they were excited to see my debut. So we go to Leveland, which is about I want to say it was like a six hour drive. Wow, six hour drive, and uh, I get to the show. Obviously, we help you know pay our dues, you know help with the ring, help right, with set right, up everything right. like that, and. Uh, he ends up putting me on the card, and he actually has me face Pac Ortega. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. My first ever match. Uh, Pac, I think, was only like two or three matches in at this point, so he was also fairly fresh, also one of Rudy's students. Um, and we were actually the first match. So wow. that's huge. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, uh, the biggest, uh, one of the bigger sayings in wrestling is if you're not first, you're last, you know? Yeah. yeah. Being first is a huge deal. You're kind of setting the tempo for the whole show. Right. So being thrown in that position right away, that's kind of crazy, you know? Um, but I guess the way he was looking at it is one of his students, TWA, versus one of Black and Brave students, mm-hmm. mm, one okay. of Seth Rollins students. That's how I'm assuming he looked at it. Um, so. I get to the venue, I, you know, get dressed, whatever, waiting for the show to start, and we go out there, we put on our match. To this day, I think that that probably, I would say, aside from our, aside from our uh, Titan Bound match, where we had a Titan, a match at AWP Titan Bound, uh-huh. and it was the last man standing match, I would say that our first match was probably our second best. Nice. So it was really good. Like it was a really great first impression. Cool. Yeah. Um, definitely. Obviously, there's always gonna be something you can critique. When right. You go back right. and look at it. But uh, in retrospect, it was a really good first match. So that first match was magical, man. It was so special. Um, I remember he kind of trolled me in a, in a way uh-huh. because as soon as I came out, he had me come out to Seth Rollins music. <laughs> oh, that man. is the most wow. embarrassing thing because wow. it makes me seem like such a mark. Yeah, <laughs> it makes me seem yeah. like such a such a nerd. You know, like don't get me wrong, like Coach, I love your music, but man, I mean, like people probably just thought the weirdest stuff about right. yeah. you know about me. You know, like not coming out to something different. But sounds like they were uh, ribbing you right at the beginning. Yeah, he, no. he, was, he, he ribbed me pretty well. You know, yeah, I'm not even gonna lie. But um yeah, so we go out, we have our match, and it was magical because, you know, the fans got into it. Like yeah. they bought into the King Cobra gimmick fast. You know, my gear I didn't have the the cool mask I have now. Right. I didn't yeah. have that. I had it was like the best way to describe it would be do you guys know like it's kinda like a face scarf. You know, okay. like yeah, yeah. it's it's something that you could just kinda put on over your head and it kinda shapes. Yeah. Yeah. It was something like that, and I remember. I think they 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 just sewed like a little image of like two like fangs and a tongue. Right. Yeah. It was so ghetto. <laughs> but <laughs> but I mean, you work with what you got. Yeah. Either yeah, way, yeah. I kind of felt like Spider Man in Spider Man One whenever he's having oh, a yes. wrestling match yes. like that. That but terrible boom, wrestling. Saws ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. Think about my glow. <laughs> Think about my glow up like that. I right. started with gear like that, right? And I have what I have now. Right. So, granted. So I started with that, and on the side, right on my, on the side of my uh, tights, because I had black tights. It was solid black, right? With like green snakes yeah. that cross. The snakes kind of look a little funny. I don't want to get into into depth of that, but <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying they look kind of funny. Yeah, but. 
So um, the gear wasn't all the way there. Right. But the fans really bought into the whole King Cobra stuff. Now, what I did, I don't always recommend. Because okay. I know he was very he 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 was not a fan of the name the King Cobra Exotic. He right. wasn't a fan of that, but I wanted to stick with the name. Right. Because it's like he, at the time I think he wanted me if I remember correctly he wanted me to just wrestle as Elijah. Right. As my shoot name. Right. Like Elijah Galindo, and I'm like, mm, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I, personally, that's just not that's not personally what I wanted. But at the end of the day, I mean, you got to do whatever's gonna make the promoter happy, right? Right. Yeah. Right. But early on, I took kind of a little bit of a gamble here. And I stuck with the, the name, the King Cobra. Yeah. And my dogs like your name, apparently. <laughs> They're Sorry fans about of that. The name. No, no <laughs> worries. No worries. Um, so what had happened was I stuck with the name, the King Cobra right. exotic. And in the match, they got so into it that they were chanting Cobra the whole time. Nice. The whole time, the whole crowd. Nice. It was just, and this is your first match. My first ever match. Wow. My first ever match, and the crowd was basically eating out of the palm of my hand. That had to feel good. It was amazing. Wow. It was amazing because, you know, I went from wrestling in front of nobody mm-hmm. because our practice matches at the Black and Brave. Right. You know, even my trial match, it wasn't in front of anybody. This was my first time ever in front of a live crowd. Right. And the, for the crowd to take me as well as they did, right. like, to love my character, love what I'm doing, you know, to really support me. Right. That gave me all the motivation I needed, you know, like, especially to stick to my guns. Like, Hey, I want to stick to this name. Right. You know, because it's like, it's like I told you earlier, you know, um, people laughed at the idea, like the King Cobra exotic. And, this was a proving moment to me. Like I was like, see, I knew it could work. Yeah, right. especially if you have a, you know going against Paco Ortega, who you, you said there was already had like two or three matches under his belt, so they already know this character. And then you coming in to kind of steal his sunshine. Yeah, and where and so where did the name King Cobra Exotic come from? So like, did you work at the Snake Farm or what was it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like uh, the like Tiger King? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> oh man, you got a bunch of snakes at home. I mean, what's the deal? Oh, Again, no. we said you got to do what that's you got to do. Actually, you asked that. I'm terrified of snakes. Oh really? That's, wow, that's hilarious. So if, if they were to ever ask me, yo, you want to come out with the with a cobra? Nope. <laughs> if I see a snake, I'm going the other way. I promise you, I'm going. You're coming out the Seth Rollins music and Jake the Snake Robber's snake. <laughs> I hate cardio, but I'll be the first one i'll be the first one out that door right now (laughs) but um no so the king cobra exotic the name actually came the name actually came from my youtube channel oh okay Okay. or not so like i said earlier you know i started off you know doing youtube doing twitch things like that and my alias in the gaming world was exotic okay and i was thinking about it because i needed a logo i needed a mascot so when it came down to a mascot a lot of the exotic animals I just thought were kind of overplayed. Oh, gotcha. You gotcha. know, like a lot of lion logos, a lot of cheetah logos, panther logos, stuff like that. Right. And I was just like, uh, I want to do something different. I don't see a lot of snakes. Is there any snakes that are exotic? Mm. So I l- looked into it and I thought about it. King cobras are exotic animals. If you yeah. think about it, you know, we do, they're, they're not, you know, you really don't see them in this area. Of course not. You know, uh, they're and more, they're dangerous. Yeah, they're dangerous. Yeah. And... See, <laughs> and the funny thing with how my brain worked is whenever I chose that, I knew a lot of people were going to ask, why exotic and why a snake? Yeah. Like, well, like, why the, why the King Cobra? Right. So I started thinking about it. I was like, well, I'm not the biggest dude, but I know that, you know, and because I was in, in video games, right, I was trying to think of, like, all different stuff. Like, I was like, yeah. I'm fast. Like, when I play, like, Call of Duty, like, yeah. I'm quick with it. I'm not, like, <laughs> I'm not just hiding in a corner. Like, I'm literally right. just all He's over the place. He's fast as fuck, boy. 
pourri. I was I was quick with it, yeah. So that should be your I new was, theme music, by the way. <laughs> I was thinking about it in that sense, right? Like I was trying to make it make sense in my head, so I was just saying like I'm I'm, I'm fast, I'm different, I'm unique, obviously. Right. right. Um, but one of the biggest things I feel like that still resembles to this day, which is why I stuck with it, mm-hmm. is King Cobras are very overlooked when you think about it. In reality, that is the most deadliest snake on the planet. Right. Yeah. You know? One, if I remember correctly, one strike from a king cobra can kill, I think it's like seven or a large number of elephants. Wow. And these are huge, right. like beasts, yeah. you know? Right. And when you think about it, I think what I even saw, what I even read was with king cobras too, they tend to avoid like bigger animals. Right. But if you keep, you know, test, testing them, yeah, they'll, they'll strike. And if they strike, it's going to kill. Right. So in retrospect with me, I've never been a fighter, you know, honestly, mm. like I'm being real, like, uh, and, I, uh, whenever I was bullied in school, I'd always avoid fights. So there was a lot of times where, you know, whenever I was being bullied, I was avoiding it, but I would still be getting punched in the face. Right. Right. I would never fight back. At right. the time, yeah. You know, in uh, middle school and in junior high, I never fought back, you know, so I thought about it and I was like, well, you know, nowadays it's a little bit of a different story. If you mess right. with me, if you keep pushing me, right. yeah. I'm going to have to defend myself. Right. But um, that's where I kind of brought in the, you know, the similarities and that's what I kind of used to make sense. So um, that's why I stuck with the name and everything, you know, just cool. because I feel like I resemble a King Cobra. Yeah. You know, all I need is one opportunity and I'm right. going to make it happen. Right. You know, like that's why yeah. I look at it like as in a snake bite. You cool, know. cool. So when you had that first match that you were talking about, how long ago are we talking? 2019? 2019. Okay. The end of 2019, basically, okay. because it was, uh, yeah, about, it was October About three years ago then. Yeah, about three years ago. So Wow. I'm almost, yeah, I'm almost at my three-year anniversary. That's wow, crazy. that's really cool. So how did AWP come along? Man, so AWP, that's a wild story. Now, at this point, you were you were in Uvalde, right? Because you were there before mm-hmm. when you went to the school and everything. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious because being from Uvalde myself, the only time I ever remember professional wrestling being even in Uvalde was back in the territory days when one of the Texas territories would come through town. You know, Uvalde was where I got to meet the Von Erics and see them perform. We're talking a long time ago, right? Yeah. Um, Freebirds, you know, Jose Letario from San Antonio. I got to see Mil Mascaras and it was all there in Uvalde. Um, that's the only time I ever remember there being any kind of wrestling. Now, I'm sure there have been since then, but I got to tell you, man, AWP is causing some buzz. Like uh, when we were there, <laughs> yep. at, when we were there at the show, man, I mean, that crowd was hot. So yeah. how how in the world did and 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 again, I I mentioned this to you before, where it's like it. I see you guys as not just yes, your promotion, but you guys to me seem to be the whole package where you have stories happening and it's not just guys putting on matches you actually have stories going you have storylines you have the drama aspect of it and everything and i think it's great and it's coming out of a little nobody knows town like uvalde texas so how did that come about it's just the passion man the passion the love that we have for pro wrestling you Mm -hmm. know um I I feel like a lot of it honestly came from me being disgruntled. Okay. If I'm being honest with you guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, I probably shouldn't talk about too much about that just because I feel like that might be me. I don't know. Some people might think some ways. But, I got you. I got you. Uh, the biggest thing was I was a little disgruntled. You know, um, I had worked for some promotions 
that I mean, you know, every promotion I think has its own goal. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And obviously I felt like it kind of didn't make sense for me at times. I wanted to see them a little bit different. Like I mm-hmm. know that a lot of there were some promotions that did have their storylines. Uh, but they never took it to the extent that AWP took takes it to the extent. Right. right. But for the promotions I did work for, it just it just kind of felt weird for me to be a, a bad guy in one town, and then in the next town, I'm a good guy. Right, right. You yeah. know, like to me, it just felt a little back and forth. It didn't feel right. And so it was. there was nothing wrong with that, you know, like in the sense where it's like if, if they ask me to do that show, I'm going to be there. I'm going to do it you right. know, because I love wrestling and I love yeah. getting better. If they want me to be a heel here, cool, that's fine. But... I did want something that was a little bit more consistent. I did want to see, you know, a promotion that wasn't doing what AWP was doing right. at the time. So that's kind of where it came from. I, I saw that, you know, there wasn't a lot of promotions that were really going really full in depth and mm-hmm. really pulling people into these stories and staying very consistent with these stories. Right, right. I wasn't seeing too much of it. There was some promotions that were, again, telling stories. Right. But I like to think that AWP kind of set the bar. I really think we did set the bar, especially not only from a production aspect, but from a storytelling aspect, because now we take it to a whole nother level. Not only, not only are, are we stay, like sticking to the story every single show right. and giving you guys like video, little video, uh, vignettes, vignettes yeah. and giving you guys... Uh, promos and all these different things even online you know mm, yeah. it's tough to do um, so I can kind of see why maybe people try to avoid it because right. it's just it's just a mess sometimes right but you know we do our best to stick to it so right. the reason why AWP kind of came about was you know we just wanted to bring something different to not only the pro wrestling world but we also wanted to bring something to Uvalde because let's face it, Uvalde doesn't have much. Right. We really don't. We don't right. have the bowling alley anymore. Yeah. They don't have. <laughs> still got that damn movie theater though. We still Dude. got a movie theater, but I, I I heard that they have recliner seats now. Wow. Wow. I might have to go check wow. that out tomorrow. You know how long that movie theater has been there? I I, I can only imagine. Dude, I, I I started going to that movie theater back in 1987. Damn. <laughs> That's wow. all I can say. Damn. Yeah. I I saw La damn. I saw La Bamba there. In Dang, that was back man. in 87 oh, I saw La Bama in the theaters too Did you? Yeah So that's And it was already there for a while when I went So yeah that theater's been there a long time But uh, but anyway um, I, I gotta say it's It has to be challenging Exotic Because you know I love what you're saying I love And that's one thing I love about AWP right now Is the fact that you guys You guys are basically doing what the big boys do It's just you're not on TV Right, because you you're doing the consistent storylines and things like that, and that's what I love about you guys. But it's got to be challenging because I'll give you this example, and this by no means is no disrespect to the performer, but you guys had a match uh, scheduled for this last one we went to with Eric Shadows and um, what's his name, the high flyer guy, Nathan Bradley. No, he was supposed to be there, but he wasn't there. Oh, ASF. Yeah, ASF. Yes, yes, great talent, great talent, right. But he wasn't there because he was going to be at GCW, right? right. GCW's hot right now, right? I get that because of uh, Nick Gage being on AEW. So I completely get it. And also Matt Cordona being their champion and all that other stuff. So from a business standpoint, I, I got nothing but respect for ASF doing that because it's like the smart deal, right? But that's got to be a challenge because you're asking these performers that come from all these other places to invest in making these stories specifically for AWP. I mean, that has got to be kind of challenging. Oh, it's definitely challenging because you have to think about it, right? So 
when when someone's being paid you're right. being paid for the match and obviously to do whatever else they need from you right but in a lot of ways i can understand though because look i feel like what allows for awp as successful as it has been and what allows for us to have the reception that we've been getting from talent as we have been right because i'm not gonna lie like i've heard a lot of good things you know and i and i'd hope so but i feel like a lot of it has to do with me also being an actual talent mm-hmm. i go out and i work for other promotions and i took what i learned granted i only worked for a few before awp started right um you know i took what i learned from those and what i didn't like from those obviously i left out right but what i did like you know, I brought in, and I'm not going to lie, this is going to sound terrible, but there was not a lot that I brought that I liked. Mm, there was mm. a lot that I did want to see changed, mm-hmm. and I implemented, we implemented those changes at AWP. Gotcha. You know, um, you know, but going back to what you were talking about, um, as far as, you know, it being tough, yes, mm. it is. You know, because at the end of the day, everyone's going to do whatever's best for them. You know? Right, right. I don't blame ASF at all. Right. If even if I would have been offered something for G- GCW, I would have taken it too. Yeah, of course. It's, it's of an course. understandable decision, you know. Yeah. I mean, they just—I think for that show, they had just done a, a show that was on pay per view. They did, yeah. yeah, they did. You know, like, and it made yeah. amazing numbers. My understanding, there's a lot of people tuned into that match yeah. or that show. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I completely understand it. You know, um, at the end of the day, business is business. You're gonna do what everything's best for you. Um, so it, it's definitely tough, though. It is, especially sure. on the creative side, uh, having to you know try to rewrite a story because I that that we we, we weren't relayed that inf- information until like a few days before the show. Wow! So, so you really had to work I had fast. to scramble fast, find a replacement, uh, you know, for Eric Shadows, mm. and it was tough. Yeah, yeah, definitely, it was extremely tough. But I like to think that we pulled it off pretty well. You right. know, we were able to find a way to make it make sense story wise, uh, but everyone's on her toes but at the at the end of the day too i gotta give credit where it's due our creative team is pretty great that's awesome yeah. that's awesome so uh just so you know the listeners know uh putting aside exotic for a minute elijah is part owner of awp correct yes yeah so your investment in this is not is more than just being a talent you want to see the company succeed as a whole so how did it come up how did the birth of awp come about did you get together with some friends or did they call you i mean how did that whole thing come to be so awp actually came about during during the whole coronavirus it literally, oh, okay okay as crazy as it sounds mm-hmm. and i know it's a meme for a lot of people in the wrestling community but that's kind of how it came about really mm-hmm. you know um the only difference is is i act we actually have a passion you know i like right, to think right. we have a passion we're yeah. not in it for like the wrong reasons right, you know? right. I, mean, I could get into it statistically and give you tell you guys prove to you guys why it is but i feel like our work kind of proves itself yeah but um, I remember I was having a conversation with Trent Adler. Uh, he's one of the co-owners of AWP, one of the co-founders as well. Okay. Uh, he lives all the way in Wisconsin. Keep in mind, wow. me and him wow. have been friends on PlayStation since... <laughs> it was, was it PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation or Xbox for years. It's, right. uh, at this point, it's been like seven or eight years. Wow. Right? Wow. So... I had been friends with this guy for a while. He had watched a little bit of wrestling. He was more of a TNA guy whenever mm-hmm. I was around. Mm. And, you know, he was one of my biggest supporters of me before I even went to wrestling academy. One day, I think it was like a, a whole year before I even went to the mm. wrestling school. Or maybe it was a, a few months before I even went to the wrestling school. Whenever I was saying my plan to go, he ended up telling me, he was like, what if we start our own promotion? 
we we, we kind of joked around about it yeah. right like, like just like ah it'd be kind of crazy like this is what i want to do this is what we should do right and stuff like that but he ended up drawing up a logo and everything and that's actually the logo you guys see today wow. oh, wow. he wow. drew that up he drew that up and um it, at first we, we didn't mean to think much of it i went to wrestling school whatever and time went on you know i had my first matches and um the coronavirus happened everything shut down for a bit shows shut down for a bit and i think one day you know i was just thinking about it thinking about my experiences at the shows you know on the shows i had wrestled on and i was thinking i was like i feel like we, we don't first of all we don't have enough to do here in uvalde right but there's also just i feel like there's not a promotion yet that's at least telling stories to the extent that i would love to right. you know because what i see awp being is at some point i would love for people to even look at it as like a breeding ground for tomorrow's talent like the breeding ground for talent that's in wwe the breeding for the talent that's in aew right. gotcha. you know a lot of these other big name promotions that live off of these stories mm. that live off of their tv production so that's what I, at some point, want AWP to be known as. Right, right. So what I did, what we did was, you know, we just talked about it. And being that everything was kind of down for a bit, we were just like, right now actually might not be a bad time to just try it. Right. So in April of 2020, we pulled the trigger and we just started, you know, making the making everything official. We started, you know, getting the Facebook set up. We started getting the... Uh, um, logo made. We got. I got a few of my other friends. Because mm -hmm. keep in mind. So keep. So Trent's all the way in Wisconsin. Right. Right. And he's over here making a. He's he's a lot. He's helping me make a company here in Uvalde. Yeah. You know. So that that's tough on its own. So I was like, sure. I need I need more help here in Uvalde. So yeah. we got a few other people. We got Josh and Josh too. That that's another good part of the story. Yeah. We got Josh. We got Orlando, and. Uh, that, those are the five that started off. Oh, and we even had EJ at the time. So that's uh, five, five cool. owners. Okay. So I got five different owners together. We all pitched in. We got a ring. And uh, we started putting this whole thing together. But what made it tough was this. So when AWP first started, mm -hmm. two, three of the owners did not live in, in Uvalde. Oh, wow. So that's the crazy thing, right? Josh at the time, uh, you met Josh, right? Both have you both of you met Josh, or do you guys know of him? I've heard the name, yeah. but I don't think I've met him. Met him. I'll, I'll have you guys. I'll, I'll introduce him. Okay. But uh, so Josh, he was actually on deployment still. Oh wow. He was oh. still in the military. Wow. I think he was in. Oh, I don't even remember where. I want to say. I don't. I'm not even gonna guess because I don't remember. There's so many damn countries. But <laughs> but uh, he was on deployment. You know, he was not even in the U.S. Right. But yet he was still helping us start AWP. Wow. And then we also had EJ, who was in the Marines. Wow. So another person overseas right. that was helping us, you know, fund everything, helping yeah. us pay for everything, and you know, um, that was tough. But it was only me and Orlando that were like the er, the we're people running it. Basically. Yeah, the people like in Uvalde. Right. Yeah. So that was definitely tough. Um, but by September, so all of that happened in April. By September, we had our first ever, no, I want to say it was August. Yeah. The end of August, we taped our first ever show that we were going to do online. Right. It was online only show because obviously the pandemic was still crazy. Yeah. People were still kind of freaking out like about it and not really going out. And I don't even think they were letting people still go out that much. But, right. Uh, so 
we taped our first show in August and September we put it out. Wow. It was uh, only a three car, three match show. Right. But we started off with a bang. I'm pretty sure you guys can go to our Facebook and still see that first ever show. It's on our Facebook. It was wow. uh, uh, AWP Ascension. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's where the name came from for our uh, for our series that we do. Right. Right. Uh, from that first show. Wow. That's that's quite and it's going strong. And then last year you guys won uh, what was the promotion of the year for the state of Texas, right? Yeah. Yeah. That now that right there says something. Yeah. Big time, man. That that hard work is definitely definitely paying off. I can tell you, I've been to two AWP shows. I went to Olympus, and then we went to uh, this last one, Aftermath. Aftermath, and both of them were phenomenal. I mean, from bell to bell, I, I was entertained. The action was great. I really, really, really did enjoy it. Um, we need we need to take a break, but when we come back, um, I'm gonna leave you with this, okay? Because uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, Exotic. I love you, man. I've gotten to know you. You're a great guy. But if I'm if I'm being just honest, like you've been with us, uh, I got a bone to pick with you, man. Oh God, I got I got <laughs> I, I got a bone to pick with oh, you. Oh man, and uh, remember and wanna... you pick on him, you tell you that Cobra. No, strike. I know, I know, I know. I get it, I get it. But we we're gonna talk about this this little bone I got to pick with you. It involves uh, our good friend Danny Orion. Oh man. Um. So we're gonna talk about it as soon as we come back from this break. So. So are you ready for it, man? Are you ready for it? Okay, as long as you as long bring as, it. All right, as long as you're ready for it. So uh, we're gonna take a little break. We'll be right back with more with King Cobra Exotic. Going on ten years in the community, Metroflex Gym has been the place for back to basics, no fluff training. At Metroflex, you'll have the resources available to you to reach your fitness goals, whatever they may be. Owner Daniel Haggerty is available and ready to help guide you in the proper direction to get the best results for your health. Want to lose weight? Increase stamina or gain mass? Daniel Haggerty is a licensed trainer with over 25 years experience in nutrition and training and knows how to get the most out of your workouts. Come by today for a visit at 2101 Clovis Barker Road, San Marcos, Texas, or call to make an appointment for a tour at 512-878-8575. Homegrown in the community and veteran-owned, Metroplex Gym is the hardcore training place for a hardcore workout. Call today. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Rob T. from the What's On My Mind podcast. I'm here to tell you about a great podcast where we talk about whatever comes to our mind every single week. Topics range from religion, life, politics, or even music. We interview great guests and introduce you to the most interesting people. So tune in every Thursday to a new episode on your favorite podcast streaming platform and check out just what's on my mind. been learning a lot about this young man and uh i'm 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 even more of a fan i gotta tell you right now just hearing your story hearing your your upbringing i'm glad because we got more in depth this time uh with your story uh we would have gotten more in depth on the other podcast that i had had we not been rudely interrupted (laughs) rudely interrupted by danny by danny that night and uh ronald mcdonald yeah yeah (laughs) for those of y'all that haven't seen the footage man i've I've put it up go back on our page and check it out it it was from the last podcast i used to have called brothers of discussion um but yeah we were interviewing uh king cobra exotic we were gonna cut a little promo for the uh 
for the podcast and lo and behold danny showed up at my house and made an ass of himself and went at you guys went at it in my living room and uh i had to pull danny off just because dude it's my house you know and um i got hit in the face man by by danny you know so uh i'll be honest this brings me to uh what i wanted to talk about you know um i was there at at, at, at aftermath and uh you were uh you were gonna get this guy for me bro you know what i'm saying and uh didn't really go that way but i don't know i kind of have my own um opinion on it and this is gonna bring up a question okay and here's the thing when aftermath started you came out and you apologized to the crowd and, and i get it man that's your hometown i mean my hometown i love you valdi that crowd loves you you know i get it but as as chris alluded to earlier you know yeah we're just fans dude i'm not in the business you know that but I know throughout the years of, of watching this uh, beautiful, lovely sport that we love, um, I hate to say it, man, but sometimes the nice guys tend to finish last. And and if I'm being real honest with you, man, uh, you know, hearing your apology and, you know, hearing you with the crowd, wanting the crowd to get at you, and then after the match was over, you get jumped by, you know, uh, culture shock and everything else. I don't know, man. It just raises the question in my head, and I have to ask, and I mean no disrespect when I say this, bro, but... You know, do you think this wuss move of you caring too much about what the fans think about you maybe made your guard go down a little bit and got your ass kicked? Mm. Honestly, I don't think that has anything to do with it. Okay. Uh, you want me to be honest? I, I don't think so. Okay. Um, keep in mind, you know, up until this point, mm -hmm. I still am one of the top on the totem pole. You know, I, my, I my wins, my losses, I mean... They're adding up, you know, I'm not going to lie. But if I'm being honest, you know, I I don't think so. It doesn't bother to an extent, but I definitely know I do need to get my head in the game when it comes to things like that because, you know, I should be used to this. Mm -hmm. I should be used to it. And I've had the odds stacked against me from day one. You know, right. that's just the God honest truth. Right. Yeah. You know, right. um, even before I got into Wrestling Academy, like I said earlier, you know, um, mm. I had to get all of my money together in one month i had to get like three thousand dollars like that's mm. pretty wild right. but i did whatever i had to do but the thing is is i don't think so because at the end of the day people like danny or ryan they're always going to do whatever it takes to get the victory even if mm. that means cheating right and that's mm. just not what i'm about i'm about doing the right thing all the time and at the end of the day yes i did get punched in the mouth i did get my i did get my mouth punched in um did I give him some too? Of course oh, I did. Definitely, you did. I did. I, I did what I said I was going to do. I was going to definitely kick his kick his ass, you yeah. know, for lack of better terminology. Yeah. Uh, now, I know the guy cheated. There's no doubt about it. The guy cheated. You got culture shock there. They come in there. They attack you. I get it, man. I do, right? Um, they they did. And we didn't even touch on this, and we can. We, I know your arm right now is a situation and everything because of what they did to you. Now you're looking at timeout because of it and everything. And I'm just going to be blunt with you man we were supposed to go in there now not me of course i'm not a wrestler but you know we had talked about this you were going to get this guy back for what he did for me he came into my house you know put hands on my wife came in here did what he did and at the end of the day when that whole thing was said and done your ass was laying on the ground and he was walking out of there with his friends looking at me in my face like they had just won the whole thing and i'm sitting there with egg on my face like this this was my guy he was going to go in there and take care of business for me and it took every ounce of strength for me not to punch danny in his stupid face for what happened 
like i said i'm not a wrestler or anything like that all i'm saying exotic i get it man i love your struggle i love the fact that the, the crowd is rooting for you but every now and then sometimes you gotta just get a little dirty to take care of pieces of shit like danny orion and i'm just being honest man i'm a little disappointed that i kind of feel like you didn't have my back at that moment just saying it like that am i wrong chris maybe i am i don't know maybe i'm a little too emotional about the situation but you know it's just it's just how I feel. I think you're walking a, a thin line there. Um, obviously, you know, from perspective of being, you know, this is your house. You're going to be a man. You're going to, mm-hmm. you know, take care of your family, take care of your wife. Yeah. Um, and you expected something from Exotic. And at the same time, I, I tread the line again with Exotic. I mean, we saw the, the dirty work that did. Orion yeah, did, you're the right. coach talk did. And you're right. I mean, we saw the beatdown they gave you at the end of that match. We were both there, you know, front row and. I'm I'm just curious if there's going to be any kind of receipts coming their way yeah. for what they did to you. Yeah, and that's and that's the other thing. Being that you are part owner of of AWP, what happens? AWP was supposed to do an investigation on what Danny did in my home, and I have yet to hear anything from management or anything like that. You know, which was fine. I had no problem with that because I knew my boy was going to take care of business that night. But it didn't turn out to be that way. Now I'm, I don't blame you, Exotic, and, and forgive me if I'm coming off a little emotional because it wasn't fair what happened to you, right? It wasn't fair. I'm just saying, in my humble opinion, no disrespect, maybe just a little bit, a little bit more edge to be able to get someone like Danny O'Ryan. Just my opinion, just my opinion. Sometimes, you know, and I understand your frustrations. Mm. I understand all of you Valdi's frustrations. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I started the show the way I did. Right, you know, right. I knew people were upset that I didn't win at Olympus. Right. They were upset that, you know, I went in there with a chip on my shoulder, you know, confident, trying to get the whole crowd, you know, to believe that, you know, I would win. But at the end of the day, my emotions did get the better of me at Olympus. Mm. They did, right. you know. And I entered that match at Aftermath after, you know, trying to clear the slate right, right. at the beginning of the show with my promo. I went in there you know with a clear mind ready to do what i needed to do but at the end of the day you know like you said they played cheap so i understand why you're upset you know like like um kayfabe chris right correct hey i remember remember. uh like chris alluded to earlier um i understand you know the disrespect that he brought into your home and i do apologize for that but at the end of the day you know I did my best and I can't control what they do. Right, right. Right. Now, we all have our ways of going about things. And for me, I just never felt that it was necessary to do to go to the extent of, you know, being someone I'm not, you I know, because what better is that going to make me true? Very good. You know what I yeah, mean? True. Like if I like that's like saying, oh, like, oh, because those guys are stealing from Walmart, you know, because yeah. they can't afford, you know, this food or whatever the case may be, you know, just because they're doing it, I'm going to do it too. Right. You know, like that doesn't necessarily make it right. You I know, like, you. Like, that's like, it's just, there's like, it's like Chris was saying, there's a fine line. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I'm not going to cheat. You know, that's just not me. Um, if it were a different type of match, maybe that's a different story because there's no rules. Right. But I mean, yeah, yeah. it's kind of hard to say, yeah. man. Maybe I, that's what we need right there. What you just said. Maybe we need to have some kind of no holds barred match or something. Because yeah. I, I think that going forward, like you said, there needs to be a little bit more edge. And we've talked about you, you know, King Cobra, you know, keep messing with him. He's going to strike. 
I want to see where that's going to come out because, you know, obviously we saw the disrespect you showed in your house where he attacked you in his, yeah. in his house. We also did see um, at Aftermath there was a uh, video of a one-on-one confrontation y'all match y'all had in McAllen, Texas. Oh, yeah. Where yeah, we yeah. saw Orion cheat there as well. So yeah. It's his M.O., man. It's his M.O. We know that he's he's going to fight dirty and his little boys, you know, Tudo D and Tudo Dumb over there are going <laughs> to attack him too. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. At the end of the day, I respect it to an extent, though, because look, at the end of the day, everyone has a different way of going about it. We all want to we all want to get our money at the end of the day, because let's face it, guys, if you win, you're taking home the money. You're taking home the biggest check. Right. So with that mindset, you're going to do whatever it takes to win. Not only is it going to push you up on the ranks, but you're also going to take home better pay. Right. Right. So I understand that he's trying to, you know, obviously put food on his table or whatever. But at the same time, he's just trying to buy moose for that damn hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's terrible. <laughs> we speak truth here yeah. on the Mega oh, Power for Wrestling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, he's been showing me a lot of disrespect, and yeah. it's it's unfortunate that this injury is coming at this time. Because I don't know when yeah. I'm going to come back. Let's, I don't let's know. Talk about that, man. I'm we, ready for him to come it. back. Because really, I mean, you talk about he wants to do everything he can to put food on his table, but, but yeah, he's taking away your opportunity to put food on your table. Exactly. Because so. let, let's touch on that. You, we were there. We saw it happen. This fool goes and grabs the ring bell, stomps your arm on the ring bell. I mean, and now you had an MRI done recently. I mean, how how is it looking, exotic? I, I, I mean, is it bad? I mean, you know. I, I guess I, we're not we're not wrestlers, but I, I'm in your corner, yeah. man. I'm like, we got work to do here. And I, and I know movie. you haven't <laughs> spoken about this on your social media page or with the fans or anything. So, I mean, obviously we want to. Yeah, we're going to ask you flat out how you're doing. What's what's your future looking like? Yes. What's going on? Yes. If you can share, that is. Yeah. You see, that's the that's a million dollar question. You know, I haven't really made a decision yet. But the reason why I haven't made a decision is because I don't know. Mm. It's like you guys just said, you know, if I don't do this, that's taking food off of my table. Right. That's preventing me from being able to not only take care of myself, right. but sometimes even people around me because I've always been the type to, you know, help whenever I can. Right. For sure. You know, so if I'm being honest with you guys, I don't know what the future still holds. Mm. I it, It's not looking good, especially if a doctor is telling you, you know, hey, I know when you first got this injury, this posterior labral tear. Uh, it went from being a year of recovering time if you were to get the surgery. Now you're looking at about 18 months. You know, so like (laughs) it went up about 50%, you know, like I'd be out for even longer now because it's doubled in size of the tear. But I don't know. Uh, Definitely has been more of a struggle in the gym. I've still been going to the gym because at the end of the day, you know, I still do have, I did make a promise to fulfill my bookings that I still have this coming weekend. Right. Which I'll do safely. Uh, But at the end of the day, after that, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know when I'm going to return. I don't know how long I'm going to sit out. I don't know if I'm going to get the surgery. These are all things I need to feel out. Like I did the first time I got the injury. The first time I got the injury, I lowered my workload and I felt better. Right. So I kept going. Um, But with this one, I don't know. I mean, this is obviously if it's doubled in size, I can only imagine it's going to, it's going to, I might say they're going to take longer to heal. Right. And get to a decent spot or, 
I'm just going to need to get it fixed. Right. Because right. it's an uncomfortable feeling. Uh, being, trying to lift weights in the gym, I just feel like a pinch every time in my mm-hmm. shoulder. So, yeah. yeah. It's not well, good. I'll tell you this, man. We've definitely got your back. And, and you know, I, I do want to say I apologize if I came off real emotional, but it's just, you know, I was I was emotional about it. And, and I mean, no disrespect whatsoever with my question with you and everything. I'm, I'm still in your corner 100 um, percent. I hope you get better soon because, you know, Daniel Ryan's got an ass whooping coming, man. Of you course. Know, he's he's got to answer for some for some stuff that he's he's done and. Uh, I'm not going to do it because, like I said, I'm not a wrestler. You know, nah, that's just not who I am. But I know you are. And uh, I've got the utmost faith in you. But we're just going to keep hoping and praying for the best for your health, for your recovery, for sure. Um, so, yeah, we're in your corner. The, the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast here, Kayfabe, Chris and I are in your corner 100%. So just so you know that. And I know you value these in your corner as well. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Uh, Moving on with the, with the conversation, we're coming to the tail end of this stuff. Uh, I, I do want to say this though: um, if you know you find out you do have to take time off or whatever the case may be, I'm assuming you're still going to be pretty active as far as promoting AWP and 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 all the stuff behind the scenes and everything else, right? Or is that up in the air too? That's again, I feel like that's up in that's the air all up too in the air as well. Yeah, and. A lot of that comes down to just also how I've been feeling. You know, mm. I feel like this injury might be a sign for me to slow down a bit. Gotcha. You know, because I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I've been mentally, emotionally, and physically exhausted. You know, living this life that I'm trying to live. You know, not only doing pro wrestling. I'm never going to give up on pro wrestling. Don't right, get me right. wrong. I'm not giving up on that. Right. That's no question. I'm sticking with it. Right. But... The promoting side, you know, I might need to take a break from that. Gotcha. I might, this might be this whole recovery process. If I do decide to go through with the surgery, it might be my opportunity to just escape for a little bit. Just mm. focus on getting back to 100% mentally, physically. Right. And, you know, just coming back with the bang. Gotcha. You know? So gotcha. Okay. everything would be up in the air. Everything's wow. up in the air right now, I should say. Well, you're hearing it first here on mega powers pro wrestling podcast so thank you for giving us the exclusive on that um and we got your back man we're, we're rooting for you 100 percent, man um listen before we end this thing i do want you to take an opportunity if you don't mind um we've got all kinds of people listening to this podcast from fans to even you know talent but we may even have some that are considering going into the business considering becoming a professional wrestler and i think some kind of word of advice encouragement whatever coming from you would be worth more than you could put a price on i think so i would love it if you would please just give us an opportunity here to have you just give some advice out to those that might be wanting to come into the business maybe want to make this their lifestyle um you know, let them know what's the best advice you could give them, basically, for someone up and coming into this business. Coming into this business, if this honestly applies to everything, you know, I feel like the best advice to give is to something that could be universal, right? Okay. So, no matter what it is you want to do, you have to, you have to be, you have to be, first of all, you have to be open minded, right? right? But you also have to understand that, you know, for stuff like pro wrestling, it's just as much a mental game as it is a physical. Right, game, right. Right. You have to be obviously you have to be able to take the beating that you're going to get in a wrestling ring. Right. Right. 
but you also have to be able to take the criticism. There's a lot of toxic people. Right. Like I'm not gonna lie to you. Like it's just out there. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not referring to just people. You know, behind the scenes because there's always gonna be like the mean bosses and all right, this other right, stuff right. that you know whatever people are gonna think. Everyone's gonna have a different opinion. Right. Of course. Everyone will. Of course. But you know the fans. You mm. gotta be. You gotta be. Op- you gotta be. Have that thick skin. Yeah, for sure. Right? Which is why I have the tattoo I do. Body armor. There's Mm. scratches in the body armor because I went through bullying when I was a kid. Mm. But this tells a story. Although my armor is dent, although it's scratched up, although it's beaten, I'm still here. Nice. That's the symbol behind this. Nice. You know, my my body armor, it's thick. Mm. It's indestructible. Yeah. And I'm still here today. You know? That's a good point. Fans can be... Can be you know merciless you know Man's, fans can be merciless Especially when they've been drinking and you know stuff. you know who i'm talking to out there and i know you're listening <laughs> our friend fans anybody can be merciless you yeah, know and, sure. and this and again so having the thick skin is important no matter what dream it is you're chasing because there's always going to be the naysayers telling you oh yes you can't do this you can't do this because you're fat you can't do this because you don't have the talent to do it right. like that's bull crap. Yeah. You got to get out of your head and get out of your own way because at the end of the day, you're slowing yourself down. There was a quote that I heard in a book. Now, I don't read a lot, yeah. but I listen to audiobooks. Hey, dude, <laughs> There's a the difference. <laughs> There's a difference, right? So uh, it was actually by uh, Shocker, my favorite musical artist, Russ. One of, the, one of his biggest beliefs is he's never failed. Yeah. Okay. Now, now think about it, right? Now, at first, people are going to think about it that, like, that's conceited. That's cocky. Like, I don't like that. Right. But in context, what he's saying, what he, what he, what he continues to say is he doesn't look at his failures as failures. They're stepping stones. Okay. Yeah. Right? So every time you fall down, you get back up, you take something from that, you learn from it, and you execute, right? Right. And that's how you have to look at life. Every single thing in life, in pro, whether it's pro wrestling, whether it's, you know, becoming a music artist, whatever, whatever it is you want to do. Right. Anytime you're knocked down, you just got to get back up. Right. You know, just because one promotion doesn't want to work with me, you think I want to give up? No, right. I, I could have a WWE tryout next week and they could tell me, no, am I going to give up? No, I, I get back up. I get back on my horse and I keep going. You know, at the end of the day. No matter what it is you want to do, there's going to be people that are going to criticize you. There's going to be people that are going to tell you no. There's going to be people that are going to reject you. And this goes to anything, not just, like I said, not just wrestling, not just football. Not, right. It could be anything. It could even be trying to get a girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, it's just one of those things where you're just not going to just eh, yeah. give up. Right. You know, you just got to keep going at it. Keep hammering away at it. And I'm a firm believer that through hard work, through pers- like pers- what is the right perseverance. Word? Perseverance. Yes. Through hard work, perseverance, dedication, you know, anything is possible. That is just my 110% belief. And I feel like if there's anyone out there that wants to pursue, no matter what it is, I'm just going to throw it, leave it like that. No matter what it is, if you guys work towards it, I promise you guys, you guys will get to where you want to be. Great advice. Great advice. Yes, definitely. Awesome. Now, before we conclude, we do have one question that came up on social media when, okay. when you put that one post. It's from uh, our good friend, friend of AWP, and now friend of this show, Mr. Fito Hernandez. Oh, Fito. (laughs) Hello, Mr. Hernandez. (laughs) His question is this. He says, I got a question. 
Are there any plans for another super show like Aftermath? And is there a possibility for a Chris Ross AWP debut in the near future? Uh, so uh, Chris Ross, I believe we've seen him once. He wrestled at uh, Olympus, if I'm not mistaken, uh, during the first show, which was not an AWP promotion. It was, uh, remind me again, I forget the name of the promotion. Ringside uh, Records? Yes, Ringside Records. I believe it was for them. But he did wrestle there. So that's his question. He asked if there's another super show like Aftermath coming up. And is there a possibility for a Chris Ross AWP debut in the near future? Chris Ross, yeah. Chris Ross, he was he was on Olympus. So definitely he's someone that um, we do plan on bringing back in. Um, as far as super shows, we do have something in the works. I'll give you guys a little bit of a scoop as to what we're thinking. Okay. But we are thinking about something for the summer and, again, probably work with Ringside Records for this. Nice. This is going to be something that's been done a few times, but we feel like with our storytelling capabilities and what we've proven we can do, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> we're going to we're gonna knock it out the ballpark. Awesome. I'll tell you that. Awesome. And uh, just to not give too much away, but um, we also are thinking of something here in the near future, maybe out here in our area. Um, it's still in the works. That's why I'm not going to give any much more than that, but <laughs> we're working on it. Um, AWP on tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I for could sure. hold it in. We're going, oh. to, we're going to the snake farm. <laughs> yeah, yes. we're starting a Cobra farm, guys. <laughs> yes, a basically AWP on tour. I'm, I, I, we've been talking. Um, uh, what can I tell you, Exotic? I love the promotion so much so that I am willing to do what I can to help make you grow you know what i mean and if it means trying to get a show up here in our area then let's do it you know <laughs> so we are currently in the works of doing something um we're looking at venues right now and and talking to some people uh but if all goes like i think we're, we're planning it, it's gonna be one heck of a show um and i'm excited about that uh and i'm just excited for the future in general uh i, I want to do more with awp and this podcast as a matter of fact i know Chris and I talked briefly about it, but we want to eventually uh, be able to sponsor AWP as well. Um, maybe at future shows, have a table up, do live podcasting from from the show itself, uh, get more talent. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I want to get Danny Orion back behind that microphone and talk to him a little bit, you know, uh, and uh, just pick his brain a little bit. I, I, I'm, You know me. I'm professional. I can keep my composure you know but once that microphone's off i ain't making any promises <laughs> <laughs> what's that but, microphone once it's off you're throwing hands you're ready yeah so, well, the way that you be having problems with your mic it might happen sooner know, than later right? god dang as we need we you know everybody want, if anybody wants to sponsor our podcast please speak up because we need the equipment <laughs> yes, yes we do have a couple of sponsors right now but uh, yes we yeah, do definitely we do man so uh, but listen exotic i can't tell you how much we appreciate you coming all this way spend some time with us tell your story of course um this has been a blast i feel like i know you even more uh love you as a person love you as a performer i am a huge fan oh and i gotta mention i gotta say this yes. uh we were blessed exotic came bearing gifts he did i'm wearing it right now <laughs> i'll take a picture later but i've got the official 
King Cobra Exotic. Uh, sir, we cap. we got the we. official. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> you, wearing. You can't mine. forget him. You can't I'm forget Chris. Mine, Chris. I'm, oh, look, I'm having a good hair day. <laughs> right now, he wants to show off the hair. Okay, I'm I'm wearing it right now. So it's the King Cobra Exotic cap. These yeah. are dope. Bro. I'd appreciate if you were wearing something besides that, but you know it's fine. <laughs> what you didn't I like, guess, you didn't I like guess, my tutu last week? I like, can see your King Cobra <laughs> on your hat and everywhere else. So <laughs> just uh, saying. Oh, that's gross. Why I look? <laughs> Put that thing away, sir. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. We got people at home thinking now. Is, is, it, is, it, hot, is it hot in here or is it just me? <laughs> Wait, got, I think it's just me, guys. Just me. We got people at home now thinking. All right, I, I'm too conceited. I, just, I need to shut up. I just, sit, I just sit in my naked body all the time here. And uh-huh. I was like, come on now. Anyway, but yes, thank you so much for coming on to the show. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Of you course. know you are welcome here anytime everybody gonna come back for food that's kind of what i was about to say yep. you're probably gonna come back now just for the food, <laughs> for the food. <laughs> so uh listen you did mention real quick i don't want to leave the show without saying this you got two shows coming up this weekend why don't you plug those for us real quick yeah so i'm gonna first be at fantasma promotions it's a brand new i think that's their first ever show awesome. that's gonna be in edinburgh at i believe i want to say the show starts at noon Okay. The show cool. the show starts at noon in Edinburgh, and then after that, immediately after that, I will be heading to McAllen, Texas, for New Breed Wrestling. I'm gonna be uh, taking on DJX. Nice. And I think that show is, is at the Brusum, and that show starts at 5 p.m. Cool. So right after that, I'm coming back wrestling. I'll be back <laughs> home by. Three, maybe. Gotcha. And with work the next day. So gotcha. I'm screwed. I'm so screwed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and you told us about the match you're gonna have, so you're gonna really be Oh man, yeah. Ready. They I think they want it to be a ladder match. Yeah. That uh first match too, like my first show, a ladder match. Oh man. Wow. Oh. Yeah, you're gonna need to stock up on the ibuprofen, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't take painkillers, believe it or not. Really? Even though I've been sore, nope. Wow. That's I awesome. don't want to get addicted to that stuff. I, I, I know I mean I'm not saying that you're always going to like yeah it's always gonna happen but yeah. i don't want to take any chances i'd rather I get just, you man I get i'd you. rather just naturally just deal yeah. with it <laughs> well that's very commendable man for sure for try sure. my best well we wish you the best of luck on your shows this weekend i hope you get victories on both um and best of luck on what's going on with your body uh we hope nothing but the best i personally though i'm hoping you come back soon because we got work to finish you know you of got, course you got to go in there and take you know, take on Danny and shut Culture Shock up because, you know, they're 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 under my last nerve, bro. The real, scissor guys. Real. Yeah, the scissor guys. Yeah. <laughs> Stabbing so, uh, each other. That was I was in the back when I heard that. I was dying of laughter. Oh, brother. Oh, big shout out to, to Toxico, man. I love him. El Toxico. I'm hoping to get him on the show, bro. Because yeah. hey, both port haters. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're oh, they were they were so awesome. They're man. hilarious. Yeah. So anyway, but thank you again, man, so much for being on the show. We greatly appreciate it. Um, Real quick before we go, we got to just say a quick word. This weekend, big time, awesome wrestling action, AEW Revolution this Sunday. This card is stacked. Right now, I think we're looking at 11 matches, two on on the buy-in. Yes. And then uh, the nine, but even even the buy-in matches are hot. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Like the pre-show doesn't even sound like a pre-show. No. You know, and so I'm looking forward to this thing. I'm hoping we'll be able to get to see it. Don't know for sure yet because, you know, money be tight. But still, um, I know I'm looking forward to seeing Punk and MJF in a dog collar match. 
Um, there's just so much awesome, awesome talent on this. You got Jericho going against Eddie Kingston. That's going to be another great one as well. Hangman um, versus uh, yes. the other Adam. Yeah, yeah, the other Adam, <laughs> Adam Cole, baby. So a lot of great action. Make sure you don't miss it. I think next week's show, we are definitely going to be talking about the results of Revolution. Definitely. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. But uh, but yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. You got anything else you need to close out with here, Chris? Uh, no. I, there was a couple of things came out of uh, WWE's uh, news today uh, yes. that touch on. Uh, we did find out who's going to induct The Undertaker. Yes. Yeah, and that was McMahon. Vince McMahon. Uh, and we saw that Pat McAfee is going to eventually have a match at WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't know who the opponent is, but I think it's pretty safe to say it's probably going to be Austin yeah. Theory. One of the things that <laughs> came out in the news that I just want to point out, and this kind of goes with everything going on in, in the world today. Right. Uh, WWE announced that they have terminated their broadcast partnership with Russia. Ooh. Yeah. That's that's big. They basically that's pulled big. everything, pulled the WWE never from them. And, that's you know, it. The war's over. They're going to quit. You know, it's, they, don't um, wanna, they want their WWE network back. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it's it's done. So uh, prayers and everything in the Ukraine for, for those sure. people over there and for everything. Sure. So uh, yeah, awesome. All, All right. right, cool. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it, like we do every week. Don't forget if you have any any type of show ideas or anything like that that you want us to to tackle, uh, we have not forgotten about that one. We 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 may even need to tackle it next week. I think so. Uh, uh, I forget what pay per view it was that he wanted. It was us a nineteen ninety two Royal Rumble. There you go. So we're going to have to watch that. So if it's not next week, I promise it'll be the week after. We will tackle it. Um, Exotic, I may even bring you back for, for one of those topics. I know we, we want to talk one day about like the Montreal screw job, uh, the attitude era, just different topics. Of course. Just just to, you know, talk about because Katie Vick story. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about all that. <laughs> God. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. Yeah, terrible. I do want to say, though, I want to thank all the fans that have been listening to us. Yes. And now we have seen some, you know, we, we know that you're getting out there and we appreciate it. We appreciate you listening. For sure. Um, and, you know, we hope you enjoy every every week. Yeah, big shout out to all the AWP fans that are listening. Cause, yes, because Chris and I, I love y'all. Because Chris and I were very surprised, exotic, when we walked into the show uh, aftermath. We had a few fans come up to us mm-hmm. like, "Aren't you the guys from the podcast?" Uh, we're like, "I mean, I wake our famous." Yeah, we were like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, man, it was yeah. it was something else. Yeah, and then I mean, we still had to pay for our beer, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine, it's whatever. You know. <laughs> yeah, and then not only that, I, I got called to the back. Uh, you know, uh, during during the intermission. To speak with a couple of the talent because I want, heard they want to come on the show. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, I think I was on the podcast. Yeah, after, yeah. I yeah. forgot which one it was. I think it was the post. Yeah, aftermath. Yeah. Yes, yes. Podcast. Yeah. So, uh, so that to me was just amazing. So I'm really hoping we got we got some talent that's going to come on the show. Uh, Max Heights has agreed to come on the show. Uh, I mentioned a little while Great. ago, El Toxico has agreed to come on the show. You know, so uh, yeah. There's a lot of man. Of talent out there. Oh, I, I'm gonna. I want to sit on that one. You I just feel I, I, I don't I feel like this is want to sit back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll just I'll just be eating my popcorn in the bag, just listening. <laughs> yeah, that one's gonna be interesting to say the least. <laughs> uh, we might have Jesus to do two two Christ. podcasts. For might that one. have to, man. Might have to. It's gonna be good. A two parter. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, we will definitely have you back for sure in the very near future. So, uh, but yeah, we're good, man. And so we thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, until next week, we love you. Goodbye. You've been listening to the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. If you'd like to contact the show with your input or questions, email us at megapowerswrestling at gmail.com. That's megapowerswrestling at gmail.com. 
Also find us on all social media by searching Mega Power Pro Wrestling Podcast. Until next week, we wish you good vibes and Godspeed.